When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. It's time for today's Lucky Land horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Turns and conditions apply. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Hello and welcome back to another edition of the Water Ball Lake podcast, episode 44. Um, and I'm joined today, as, as always, by Ant. How are you doing? Yeah, I'm good, Gary. Thanks very much. Good, good. 44 episodes now, mate. Doesn't seem like it, like, does it? No, no, 44 episodes. I think people will be sick of us by now, won't they? But ah, never probably. mind. <laughs> probably say, I probably say our listeners have gone massively down. Um, but who who cares? You know, we do it for the laughs. But um, I, I don't think they went up to begin with, did they? <laughs> <laughs> who knows? I haven't checked the analytics in a while, to be fair. But I'll have a look at them. But uh, I just doing a, a, a bit of a. A little bit of a mini pod this week, um, just you know, reviewing the semi-final Champions League games, so the Tuesday and Wednesday games, and you know, we'll we'll start with uh, Man City Real Madrid. I mean, what was your thought on that one? And four three. Um, I haven't seen much of the game because obviously Sunderland were playing Rotherham at the same time, so I was at Sunderland game. But yeah, I watched the highlights, but it looked like an absolute cracker. Um, you know, City probably should be further ahead in the game you know all the the first half especially they probably had five or six chances and you've got to put them away against a team like Real Madrid especially with Benzema and the form of his life really I mean I think that's like 40 odd goals for the season it's just madness I mean he's getting he's getting he's getting better with age isn't he he's like he's unbelievable but yeah I thought City dominated but score 4-3 going into the going into the burnabout it's 
it's dodgy, you know. If if if, if Real Madrid start well, you know, maybe go one up after eight minutes and the scores are tied, you know, it's uh, there's no way goals. So you know, City are probably thinking there, but there's no way goals. We don't really, even if we do go one nil down, you know, two nil down, they don't have to score, you know, three or whatever. You know, they just have to get the two back. But um, I personally think. Pep will be a little bit disappointed they're not further ahead in that game. It's obviously the chances they missed. I think Mares missed a good chance, and but he should have squared it for Foden, uh, which would have made I think that would have been three 0 on the night. And you, there's no way back then. But no credit to Real Madrid because th- there was only one team in it in the first half, and then credit to Real Madrid the the four back well took the chance as well. You know, Benzema scores. You know, two great goals. That penalty is just amazing. Um, but a, a really really good game. So it's it's all to play for that one, isn't it? Oh, definitely. Um, I mean, I was much like yourself. Obviously, I was at the Sunderland Rotherham game as well, and I just caught the highlights. To be fair, I only caught the highlights um, the, the next day, and then I watched a bit just before the podcast, just to try and catch up and just review it a little bit. But um, totally with yourself there. I mean, I thought first half, Man City absolutely were all over Real Madrid. Um, Mares, Foden, De Bruyne, uh, Jesus is Jesus is in really good form and he's been completely overlooked. I think um, by a lot of kind of pundits at the moment, whether or not he could really lead their front line in the future. Obviously, because of the links with Haaland and stuff. But I thought he was playing well, and his, his goal where he turned and just plattered it back into the net was was brilliant. Um, De Bruyne, for me, is playing some of the best football he's played in a long time as well. Um, which was is great to see, but I think Man City just took advantage of of their wingers. Their wingers play, uh, not their wingers, their fullbacks. Sorry, play so high up because their defense, the central defenders, are generally really good in Alaba and Militao, and I just think City managed to exploit that. But like as far as uh, Pep went, he was absolutely raging at Mares when he didn't um, square it for Foden, which was which was very very interesting. Um, Vinny Jr. was in very, very good form for Real Madrid, which he has been all season, in fairness. I think that front three of Rodrigo, Vinicius Jr. and Benzema has been in brilliant form. And, you know, we've got to talk about Luka Modric as well. And I mean, he's another one who just seems to be getting better and better with age. Um, I thought he was fantastic. What were your thoughts on him during that game? You know what? I thought, again, like the first half, I thought City nullified him really well. But in the second half, when the game could become a little bit more open, then that's where he, he kind of played his better football. And yeah, he is another one who gets better and better. It's, it's amazing how Real were like written off, weren't they, about two or three years ago, saying, so, you know, the you know, Galacticos and this, that, and the other, they're, they're getting too old. And then you look at the, the best two players this season, has been Modric and Benzema. And, you know, they're, they're, they're in the best part of the 30s, you know what I mean? At the end of the 30s, I mean, Benzema must be, what, 35, 36 now? 34, and, Benzema, and I think Modric is 35. Yeah, I mean, so, like, like, so that's like our age, isn't it? And <laughs> it's just, they're just still plugging away. They're still putting, they're putting the ball in the back of their net, and like Modric is still. You know, spraying balls left, right, and centre. You know, it's it is it is good to see. It's good to see that you know, cause I, yeah, Real Madrid are a, a force in football. You know, you're still seeing like players who want to go there. You look know, like um, Antonio Rudiger, who's turned down a Chelsea contract, and you would say probably on paper, would you would you rather play for now, Chelsea or Real? And it's still Real, isn't it? You know, it was still like there's still a massive draw to to foreign players who want to go and play there. You know, it's. Uh, it's great to see, but I mean, Modric he's always been class. Gary, yes. in, in his, he, yeah, he's just the second half. He was probably the best player on the pitch. I thought in the first half, De Bruyne was absolutely fantastic. 
absolutely fantastic. But uh, second half, I thought Modric more more than uh, more than matched him. Like I would agree. I mean, I thought that battle as well in centre mid, you know, De Bruyne versus Modric, um, on paper was fantastic, and I don't think I think it lived up to its expectations as well. Um, but I totally agree with yourself there. Modric is just you know he's like a fine wine. He's getting better with age. He he's just he was brilliant you know he's brilliant at Spurs in fairness and you know it just doesn't feel like age is like caught up with him and you'd probably say the same for Benzema I mean the way he's playing at the moment he's an absolute cheat code um but obviously you know that full-time result was 4-3 Real Madrid got a penalty I mean um Beck had the the live score updates on um and it was looked like it would have been an insane game to watch for the for the fans in the stadium but um obviously going into the second leg I mean what's your thoughts I mean I know I said in the group chat I think Real Madrid will win it and I think Real Madrid will win the Champions League and um, what's your thoughts going into the second leg um I, I kind of see beyond City you know especially how well they can set up uh games you know away from home they'll I I, I can't see them going out swashbuckling like what they did um at home I think they want to kill the tie off at home but, you know, they've just got so many players who can come in there, you know, who can who can do a job. I think Kyle Walker not being fit is a little bit of a blow for them. Um, because obviously I think John Stones played right back, didn't he, the other night? And I thought he looked a little bit um a little bit out of out of uh, out of position, you know what I mean? But they can put Cancelo back there, you know, they can bring they can, they can just bring all these players in who who were just a class, you know, and I, I just feel at the minute City are the best side in in Europe, uh, along with Liverpool. I think we've I think we're lucky enough to have the two best teams in Europe. Yeah. So I can't see beyond City. I think it'll be close. I think it'll probably be another really close game. But I think I just think City have just got that much. I and mean, when it's not going right, you look at the bench. They've got like Sterling's who can come on. Um, you know the likes of like Bernardo. I know Bernardo played on. Uh, on Tuesday, but he, he's normally been on the bench that can bring him on. You know, you've got Jack Grealish. You know, they've just got an absolute abundance of talent in that team. And I just think away from home, I, I just fancy them. I fancy them for the Champions League. I really do. I think this is the year for them. Um, I thought they should have won it last year. Didn't really play well against Chelsea, although Chelsea I thought were worthy winners. But the the, the kind of fluffed them. Pardon me. They kind of fluffed the lines a little bit. Whereas I think you can tell Pep wants to put that right this year, and um, he wants them to win. So I mean, imagine like, like realistically, this is probably the best side Pep's had, um, and it's only going to get better next year when they get Haaland in. But this is more than like the best side he's had, you know, taking Aguero out or whatever, and they're playing some wonderful football. They might not win anything this year, yeah. you know. They haven't won the League Cup, um, they're out of the FA Cup. They're, and them in Liverpool. Uh, you know, really close in the in the Premier League, you know, there's like a point in it or whatever. And the the, the Champions League, it's on a it's on a tightrope, isn't it? So uh, can you imagine if that great side doesn't win anything this year? But to answer your question, I, I just can't see beyond City. I really can't. I think Real's defence. You look what Chelsea did to Real's defence at the Bernabeu. You know that they had them worried, and yeah. Chelsea for me are, are twice the attacking threat as uh, sorry Man City are twice the. Attacking threat than Chelsea are, so I just can't say beyond Chelsea. 
Um, yeah. Sorry. Yeah, I mean, you do have a good point there. I mean, if you look last season, late last season, Gundogan was probably their best player on paper. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he was scoring goals. He's gone quiet now, but, you know, he can still come off the bench and make an impact, much like Raheem Sterling. Um, you know, Jack Grealish can can run a defence. Um, I don't feel he's worth 100 million. I don't think he's proved it, but we'll see what he's like next season. Let's not judge nah, him on I'm that. I'm tired. Yeah, next season's um, his season. It's, it's, it's like that. You look when Sterling went there and Sterling didn't exist. <laughs> Exactly hit the ground running. It's the second, third year. You know, even De Bruyne when he came back. You look at De Bruyne now. It's it's getting into Pep's style of football. And mm-hmm. I think Pep said he's um, he's coming along really, really well. But next year's Grealish is year like. Well, I, we'll see. I mean, I don't think he. You know, I think he's definitely got some of the the stuff from his Villa game out of his game because he doesn't doesn't hit the deck as easy no more. Which which is good. Like I, I prefer to see a footballer stay on the feet. Like. Um, but I think you know I think they'll miss Fernandino as well. You know he's he is influencing that team. Obviously he's announced that he's leaving. His influence in that team it was quite key, especially in the locker and like in the dressing room according to Pep. So I think he might be a big miss. But um, you know Real Madrid, yes, they don't have the bench that Man City has, but they do have still quality on there. Maybe not to the to the realms of Man City, but. There's something about it for me. I think Real Madrid will come back and win the second leg. I think the, the atmosphere in the Bernabeu might get the city. I mean, the fact that they're still in it is yeah. is great anyway, you know, because it should have been well down. I just think on on Pierre, well, the two sides, especially when you watch that first half, the amount of chances City created. If they do that at the Bernabeu, they're, they're not going to pass up on as many chances I don't think I just I just kind of see beyond I think it'll be an all English final you know and I know we'll, we'll, go, we'll go into the Liverpool game I think it'll be an all English final I really do and it, it kind of sets up for um, our like that's the question really our Chelsea, uh, Chelsea I keep on saying Chelsea instead of City aren't City and City and Liverpool now the global dominant sides in the world you know and, and I just can't see beyond both of them you know it's, it's it was so lucky to have these two sides at the minute they were just playing it's like a different ball game you're watching it's just like as everyone else is playing football they're playing something you know played a completely different game to everybody else it's, it's unbelievable to watch some of the football they play I would agree with that and we'll go on to a potential Man City uh, Liverpool final but uh, your prediction is City's going to take the semi-final and go into the final yeah yeah I think they'll win 3-1 um, I think we'll end up. I think we'll score early, and, and that will probably put Real Madrid on the back foot. And that means Real Madrid have to attack. Um, and when you haven't to attack against a side who can break counter attack as quick as what Man City can do, especially with Real Madrid's leaky defence, especially seeing what Chelsea did to them um, in in the Bernabeu. I just can't see beyond City, so I think it'll be three one to City, um, which will be an aggregate of what seven five. Which you know, it's just, it's outrageous, isn't it? <laughs> I7-4, I think it would be I7-4. Yeah. But I, I do have a question for you as well, kind of a little bit off topic, but not at the same time. So Benzema, 34 years old, playing probably the best football of his career at the moment. Um, I want to ask you, if you were picking your own personal team out of these two strikers, who would you have based on form this season? Would you have Robert Lewandowski, who again is an absolute cheat code at 33 years old, or Benzema, the way he's playing at 34 years old? Uh, Benzema, just because he scores all types of goals. Whereas I think Real Madrid uh, Real Madrid play very much to Benzema's strength, as do Bayern with, with Lewandowski. But I think they do it consistently 
at, at that age. I mean, I know Lewandowski does it every year, but I think Benzema at the minute, it's, he's just got that rich vein of form. Um, so I would pick Benzema. Benzema. Um, yeah. I'd have Mitrovic over both of them, though. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe you just said that. <laughs> Mitrovic. You might come back to regret that. He's got 40 goals this season as well, you know. <laughs> I know, but he's, he's just a championship forward. Hopefully, Mario yeah. uh, Marco Silva can, you know, he'll hopefully realise his potential in the Premier League and do all right. But we'll see what happens there. But it doesn't matter what league you're in, mate. The score 40 goals a season is massive. You know, and that was, you know, I'm very much tongue in cheek about Mitrovic. But to score 40 goals a season, I mean, I know, like, that's mad. We've never seen that. We've never seen that in Premier League, have we, where someone scored 40 goals? You know, like, I know it's in all competitions, like, probably maybe, like, I think Shearer got 36 in one year. I think Harry Kane's probably touched it, you know, or got close to it, but 40 goals. It's madness, man. Didn't Salah get somewhere near that in his first season for Liverpool? I think he might have done, yeah, yeah. It's, it's absolute madness, you know. It's like, even to get, like, 25 I think I think what 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 every strike has kind of said I remember Kevin Phillips saying this for Sunderland to get like 15 goals is, is a successful season to get 20 is is you know very successful anything above 20 to 25 goals I think that the normally aim for that I mean that's just it's absolute craziness you know what I mean yeah nah, true, true 40 <laughs> but, uh, it <laughs> is like fair play like he's he's done well there like and you know hopefully that you know they come up this season and they stay up they just need to find some consistency and not yo-yo but fingers crossed i mean c- congratulations to fulham as well getting promotion they still haven't won the league yet though have the cusco beat no they haven't but i think it's uh, i don't think bournemouth are uh, anywhere near catching out they're, they're gonna win the league you know yeah. it's, i think like uh the it's second place that's quite uh, open in the championship at the minute because I think uh, Forrest have, have fairly pulled it back. So yeah. um, I want Forrest to go up actually. So, but we'll say that's that's another topic for another day. I think. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, so we'll move on to the second game, which was Liverpool for the Real last night. Um, what were your thoughts on that one? Um, pure dominance from Liverpool. Um, you know, listen, Villarreal have done fantastically to get where they are. Um, in in this competition, you know, they've knocked out Bayern, you know, which is no easy feat. But I think it kind of goes to my point that that City and Liverpool are the best two sides in Europe by far when it was just dominant, you know, like it was a matter of time before they scored. And yeah, Villarreal did really, really well in the first half defensively, you know, shut up shop. You, you knew what they wanted to do. They wanted to come away from, from, uh, from Anfield with a draw, you know, they weren't going to attack, keep it for the second leg. You know, I think Unai Emery's done an amazing job there. You know, it justifies him not taking the Newcastle job um, because of, of his project he had left there. He's gotten to the semi-finals. Champions League. He wants to be, you know, really, really pleased. But it was just a step too far, I think. And I think that ties over, to be honest, Gary. You know, it's 2-0. It could have been more. Once Liverpool scored, the shackles came off. You know, it was an unfortunate first goal. But then Manier scores. And then, you know... They probably could have had another couple. You know, Diaz has been really unlucky with a couple of shots. One was really well saved. One just went wide. Um, it's it's tie over for me. And I think Liverpool, since January, have been absolutely colossal. You know, I don't think they've, they've barely lost a game. I, I don't even think they have lost one. You know, they've just been absolutely amazing. So, uh, clicking at the right time. And, you know, yeah, for me, it's tie over. It, it just needs... It needs them to go there and just do the job defensively, and they've got some superb defenders. So for me, that's that pretty much tie over. I would agree with you on that one. I thought 
from what I saw of the game last night. They, they were dominant. I think, in all honesty, you know, I think Villarreal played a very good first half. You know, like you say, they did, you know, they went there to try and play for the draw, really, um, and try and catch them on the break. But you know as well as I do, the way Liverpool play with the high press, with the Gengen press, um, eventually they're going to break you down. Um and that's exactly exactly what happened. I think they had two goals disallowed as well for offside, didn't they? Yeah, I mean, one of them was a little bit. It was touch and go, but then Robertson's was a mile off. So yeah, but it was the amount of chances they did create, and one was going to go in eventually. And once once they did, the floodgates opened really. And yeah. like I say, you you kind of feel sorry for Villarreal in, in that way, but that's the way they were set up. Um, so it, it's hard once. You've you've done that for so long. You've defended for so long, and then you score an own goal, and you've got to change the way you play. And quite often, with Liverpool, for score one, they'll score a few, and that's what happened, doesn't it? Yeah, no, totally. And the way they they're playing at the moment is is brilliant, brilliant, like you say. I mean, one thing I'm going to just quickly go to Sunday when they played Everton in the Merseyside derby. And um, you know, it was there was nil nil. The were dominating Everton, but Everton held out well. And then he, he made a double substitution. He went with a four two four formation. And you know, ninety nine percent of people would have thought, "Well, that's ballsy." That I mean, you're leaving your midfield wide open, but it totally worked for them. They came back to obviously the the game and won the game two nil. But it was just an inspired substitution because because of the amount of attack and press that that team has, mm-hmm. it just it works for them. And again, you know. When, when they get their energy levels up, they can absolutely dominate. And I think that's what happened in the second half against Villarreal. Went in, probably had the arse kicked off Jürgen. And, uh, oh, Jürgen. Um, probably went and got his arse, the arse kicked off him. And then they went and effectively did score four goals, albeit two were disallowed. Yeah, that's it. That's it. And the, but they didn't play badly in the first half. It was just they were struggling to break. Villarreal down and Villarreal weren't attacking, so it's it's quite difficult to do that when a team just comes to de- me when a key, when a team just comes to defend, it is quite difficult. Um, but this you saw it again, like, like you've just said, you saw it. The same thing happened with Everton on Sunday when Everton were making, you know, they were making decisions that were time wasting. You know, they were they were they were trying everything to put Liverpool off their game, which is nothing wrong with that. You know, if you're not going to beat them with football, then you've got to come to you've got to come to some sort of um, way to get something from the game, which is what Villarreal did um, very well actually for the first half. But Liverpool weren't poor; it was just they were struggling to break them down. But all it needed, like I say, it just needed a, a goal, and you know, Henderson's put the cross in. It's it's unlucky. It's unlucky what the defenders done. Um, but then they've just they've straight away scored again. You know, within five minutes, and and that's just game over. And for me, it's tie over. Yeah, so Liverpool, without a doubt, going to go through to the final. What do you think the uh, the score will be in the second leg? Um, probably again, Villarreal have got to attack, which is just going to play into Liverpool's hands again. Like I said, counter attack on football. I I imagine that it'll be the same front three, you know, with Diaz, Salah, and Mane. Um, and I can just I can see them putting them putting them to the sword. I can see it becoming quite nasty. You know, like 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 in score wise, I think maybe five nil in, in aggregate really. So three nil win I would say. Three nil. Do you think um Jurgen might make any changes for the second leg? Do you think maybe he might bring Callahan in or do you think he'll stick with Allison? No, he'll he'll not make changes for that one. He'll be I would imagine he'll make a few changes on Saturday to play in Newcastle, which is our game mind. You know, Newcastle are on fire at the minute, especially at St James's. 
but I think he'll bring the likes of Jota, maybe Firmino in, you know, probably um, switch his midfield around, maybe bring, you know, maybe bring, you know, Joe Gomez in, who's now fit. But I can't say, he's, there's no way he's going to bring, he's going to change his goalkeeper for a Champions League semi-final. Yeah, I think you're most likely going to be right there. I just, I don't know, I just feel like if he thinks the game's uh, buried, he, he, he might look to make some bold changes. I mean, he kind of did it with the cup final, didn't he? And he brought Kelleher in, which a lot of people were surprised that he did that. But Kelleher, credit, credit to him, was, was brilliant. And, you know, he is a Premier League quality goalkeeper. And, he, you know, he, he can battle Alisson Becker for that number one spot. Don't think he's going to get it long term. But, you know, he's got the ability to do so. But you're thinking a Man City-Liverpool final, yeah? Yeah, I think I do. Like, and like I say, I think we're looking at the two sides who are going to be the force in Europe, not just in England, in Europe for, for a few years to come now. You know, you look at Klopp's just signed a new long-term contract, so, you know, he's not going anywhere. Um, I kind of see Pep, where's Pep going to go? You know what I mean? He's not going to go anywhere that's going to, you know, that's going to improve and possibly Barcelona maybe in the future, but um, he's not going to go anywhere else than then Man City's going to turn him into a dynasty. He's going to bring in all these young players, you know, who were who were doing so well at the minute. You know, I think he's he's liking the project that's going on. He's probably very well paid, and Klopp's just signed a new contract in two thousand twenty six today. So you, I think you're looking at the two global super forces in football at the minute, and and like I say, it's it's an absolute joy to watch them. You know, it's not as if the it's not as if it's the football's power. You know, they're both absolutely world class football sides, full of world class players. It's, uh, it's absolutely great. It's 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 hard now to see the likes of Spurs, likes of Chelsea, Man United. You know, um, you know the South, the Saudi Newcastle. You know who want to get up there. It's very difficult to see another team coming. You know, and that might be a little bit scary for when you're looking at like when you're looking at the future, saying where well, it's going to get boring. But when they're playing football like that, it doesn't get boring. You know what I mean? It's uh, it's still great to watch. Yeah. So. City, Liverpool, what do you reckon the full-time score be in the final? Uh, ask us again when the final's on. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, it's going to be, let's say it is a City-Liverpool final. I honestly think Real Madrid will go through, I really do. But um, let's just say it's a City-Liverpool final. We saw in the league, the last league game, which was a couple of weeks ago, City dominated the game. Um, and then, you know, Liverpool came back and ended up 2-2. And then, obviously, we saw the, the cup game where Liverpool let's be honest, demolished Man City, really learned from the game previous. So going into a potential Champions League final where it's going to be Liverpool and City, it's going to be very interesting to see how these two teams play against each other. And, you know, there's definitely going to be goals and probably more than two goals for each team because I do think if that is to be the final, they will just absolutely go at each other and it will be all-out attack and someone will have to catch another one on the break to try and win the game. That's what I think would happen if there's a City-Liverpool final, which right now that's the way it's swinging because Real Madrid are a goal down to, to Man City. But someone's telling me that Man, uh, Real Madrid's going to come back against Man City. I've just got a feeling and it'll be a Real Madrid-Liverpool final. That's the way I think it might go. That's just uh, just my opinion. But, you know, who knows? Who knows what's going to happen? But, uh, yeah, we'll see, we'll see. But you mentioned something interesting about Pep. You don't think Pep will go anywhere else? Um, do you, I've got this feeling that if um, City win the Champions League, he might walk away because then he's effectively nah. done everything he's done. 
Nah, it's it's building it's building a dynasty. There wasn't that's what he's doing. I, I don't understand what people saying that he he might walk away from in the Champions League. He's done everything like that, but he'd want to do it again. You know, I don't see these two managers who are like, you know, oh, I've done everything I can. They're, they're there for the long term. You know, and I know Pep's been there a little while now, as has Klopp, but I just kind of see it. You know, they've had about signing Haaland in the summer. You know, can you imagine Haaland under Pep? It's just, it's, it's crazy. And I don't think Pep would be, um, I don't think Pep would just go just after the the Champions League. I think he would, he would probably see it like, See if he had a year of his contract left, and he probably said, "Well, listen, to me last season or whatever." I don't think he would just automatically think, "Well, I've won the Champions League, I'm gone now." And I don't think he's that kind of. I don't think he's that kind of manager, to be honest. Ah, fair enough. Fair enough. I mean, there's something to tell me that if that was to happen, I could see it happening. Maybe I'm taking a year out of football, but who knows, mate? Who knows? But you know, it'll be it'll be interesting game. <clears throat> if that is the final obviously the next two legs isn't next week the week after they'll be very interesting but um yeah we'll, we'll, we'll see what happens i'm sure we'll uh we'll do a follow-up pod to to our review slash predictions but what i'll do mate is we'll just we'll move on to our baller and ball ache um section i'll let you go first for it mate um ball is benzema for that penalty um <laughs> you know semi-final champions league team what four two down you know, you just expect a striker just to blast that, don't you? Just hit it as hard as you can, make sure it goes in. And he's a Penenga. It's, just, it's, it's unbelievable. And it just shows the amount of the, the E of the form he's in and B, just how comfortable he is with his with his game at the minute. Um, so, yeah, it's got to be Benzema for that. I, uh, I wouldn't disagree with Benzema, definitely not. But um, definitely a very good shout based on his, you know, his form and, you know, he, he is in that absolute cheat code at the minute this season, which is which was great for his career at 34 years old. Uh, my baller is going to be someone that we mentioned earlier on in the podcast and we said you know, we'd leave this conversation for another day, which we probably will talk about, but I think it's very important to recognise what he's done. It's Steve Cooper for Nottingham Forest. He took a team which was had the worst start in their history and now the third in the playoffs. And I would probably say they're the, the favourite for the playoffs um, to go up. And we haven't seen Nottingham Forest in the Premier League in, well, I can't even remember how long it's been. But, well, it's been a long time, probably late 90s, early 2000s, something like that. Uh, back in the days of Steve Stone in centre midfield, I think. Yeah. Um. So, like, for me, you know, he's done fantastic there and, you know, he deserves all the plaudits. I would say he's probably one of the coaches who should be up for, you know, coach of the, the year in the championship because I think he's done a brilliant job. Ultimately, I think it'll be Mark Silver for the job he's done at Fulham. But I, I think he's just done a fantastic job. And I, I think a lot of people would get behind a Nottingham Forest playoff win because they've went from worst start in history to third in the league. I think their best finish in a long time since promotion, at least, anyway. But I think he's done a great job. Like So massive congratulations to him and the, the Forest team. And he's got some good young players coming through as well, like Brennan Johnson, um, which good to see. But um, I we'll we'll see what they do in the playoffs. Um, so what about your ball ball ache? <clears throat> yeah, it, it, it's coming from Sunderland last week. Um, the goalkeeper for Cambridge meet of. Um, I mean, there's a couple of things he he was dreadful for Elliot Hamilton's goal, and then there was an offside goal where Broder goes to put it in, and he runs back to try and clear it, and ends up banging it into the net and then fell into the net, and then to sum his deal up after conceding five goals, the seagulls shit on him. So. Um, <laughs> I think that's that's a really bad day, isn't it? So we'll, we'll give it to that, that poor guy. Bless him. 
bless him. I, I didn't know about that until obviously you mentioned it before the podcast. I didn't know Seagull shit on his head like. Yeah, I, I, yeah. <laughs> it's bad. Well, it's shit for luck, but it, it didn't bring the best luck for him, did it? Oh, it's kind of funny that. It's kind of funny. Uh, my ball ache, um, I think it's something I touched on a couple of weeks ago, but like, it's just, I, I find it infuriating. Um, Obviously, you know, players dive a lot now, and this is, I'm not saying ball, my ball ache is players diving, my ball ache now is players diving and wasting time for diving we saw it on tuesday at the sunland rotherham game the keeper taking ages to take a goal kick and just rolling around on the floor and it's just like just get up like what are you doing um i mean don't get me wrong jordan pickford went down for a couple of seconds in the everton game and then allison just mimicked him and i thought that was brilliant that was absolute shithousery that was class um but I saw a meme as well on, on Instagram about goalkeepers and it's the six second rule is the most overlooked rule in football because the keeper definitely holds on to the ball for longer than six seconds these days. Is that still a rule? I thought they got rid of that because uh, nobody adheres to it anymore. Nah, like, I remember when it first came in and there was like a couple in the season where it first came in and you know there was a couple of goalkeepers who got who got a little bit like wrong for it. But it doesn't seem as if it, it's ever used at all anymore. So I didn't even realise it was a rule. And apparently it still is, but I'm not sure myself. But if it is, it's definitely um, abused. Definitely 100% abused. Um, yeah, it is. It's definitely. just frustrating like when players just roll around on the floor for the littlest of things and just wasting time. I mean, you, you were at the game as well on Tuesday, and I, I imagine you would have been in the same stand as me, but further away. And I imagine you just like, get the fuck up, man. Because it was just frustrating. Uh, it happens every week, though. So it's like, <laughs> especially it's something when you're playing, if it, if you're drawing or whatever against like League One, obviously because we're in League One, every team it, it's their cup final, you know. And I, to be honest, I mean, go not want to go into the game too much. I thought Rotherham were were excellent. You know, I thought we were very lucky to come away with a point. But I thought Rotherham were really really good, especially you know Barlasser and um, and all that. You know, and we were lucky to come away with a point. But it is it is crap. But Listen, teams are going to do everything to win. You know, I'd want my team with five minutes to go if you're winning 1-0 against it. And you were, they were going to go up, bearing in mind, if they'd won that game, I think they would have been top of the league and pretty much certain of promotion. I would want my players to do exactly the same thing. So it is what it is. Yeah. But when, when, you, when, you, when you're against that, it is very much very frustrating. But yeah. it's just it's, it's, it's football. It's, it's uh, sportsmanship, gamesmanship, sorry. Yeah, and, and I think uh, we do need uh, it, it is shit, but it is what it is. Yeah, I think we definitely need to give a shout out to Michael. Is it Hueki? Is that how you pronounce it? Who yeah, yeah, yeah. Scored... Oh, finish. Uh, <laughs> Absolutely fantastic. Good finishes. Finish. <laughs> well, like... What I can't understand about that one when when the goal went in, he turned around, started to him for something. I was like, what's he peeling for? <laughs> I mean, was there was nobody finish. anywhere near him. I think like I think obviously maybe wasn't offside, but the ball originally was about you know forty yards out. So you know Roscoe or the Southern straight couldn't have been offside. And he just gets up and starts appealing for something. Oh, bless him. Brilliant. Oh, my, it was a great finish. Brilliant finish, <laughs> like. But, yeah. But we'll leave it at that. I think next week, Aunt, you said we've got a United fan on. Yeah, we've got a, a girl called Natalie Burrell, who, um, if you're a Man United fan, you know who Natalie is. Um, she supports Man U and Man U ladies, so we'll, we'll, we'll get a little bit of ladies chatting as well. Uh-huh. Um, but, yeah, she's she's a massive, massive Man U fan. She's been on pretty much every big podcaster is uh been on tv and everything like that so we've, we've got a good guest next week to be good yeah no that sounds good and obviously we'll we'll have a chat about obviously incoming eric ten Hag as well pogba potentially going out and um yeah um 
I'm sure it'll be a very, very interesting chat. Definitely a lot to speak about here at Man United. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to that one. But, and uh, thanks for joining us tonight to, uh, you know, rev- give a review of the, the semi-final Champions League games. And I'm sure we'll probably do one of, of uh, leg two and see where we stand with that one. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, it should be, like I say, it should be an interesting one. And I think, ah, like I say, good luck to the English clubs and I just think they're both going to go through. And good luck to the English clubs playing in, obviously, the Europa Conference League and the Europa League tonight is West Ham and Leicester. So we might get all three cups won by British sides, which will be amazing because yeah. Rangers are still in as well. So, um, yeah, it, it could be where it's a clean sweep for the, for the English or the British sides. Yeah, imagine if it's West Ham. Imagine. I know, I know, yeah, well, uh, it is what it is with him, but, you know. Uh, A conversation for another day, though, isn't it? It is, that's it, exactly, that's it, exactly. Uh, Well, thanks for jumping on, mate, Um, and thanks for everyone for listening. We'll be back next week. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Sports Social Podcast Network. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Jumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Jumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.